It's his second time through and he hasn't even taken a hit yet. He's a wizard. Do you realize how many outside systems I've gone into? How many programs I've appropriated? You were recruited by the Starling to defend... To defend the frontier against Zur and the Kodan Armada. I love the power glove. It's so bad. Just keep your power gloves off her, pal, huh? Damage report! Guidance system out. Auxiliary steering out. Defense! She won't answer the helm. What do we do? We die. You're listening to the Gamers Must Die podcast. I'm your host, Ben Malahan, here with Alex Moreau and Jared Riley. Hey, guys. Hey, everybody. So, uh, it's been uh, a while since we talked last. What uh, what have you guys been up to? Oh, man, you know, crazy stuff. My crazy life. Like fucking exams and doing yeah. homework. That sounds exciting. Uh, Jared? Didn't I just see the day before yesterday? Listen, is this is for the sake the of the viewers. Don't know that. This is a sort of bullshit. We're like, oh yeah, we haven't gotten together a long time. No, what I'm saying is we haven't. No, no, no. <laughs> what I'm saying is we haven't seen each other in context of talking about games on the podcast. Well, okay, makes perfect sense if you're not an idiot, Jared. <laughs> I'm not an idiot. moron. I'm an idiot savant. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Okay, this has kind of been a big month for games, as it usually is. Uh, at least for console games, a lot of big name games released. Mm-hmm. Um, November, draining wallets since yeah. the beginning of time. So Halo Five came right at the end of October, um, and you know I'm sure that news been and it's been a thing for a while now. <laughs> so I'm not gonna talk about that. Black Ops Three, uh, Call of Duty Black Ops Three. Um, I haven't played it yet. I've skipped the last couple Call of Duties, and you guys don't play them at all. No, no. not really. Um, it's kind of, standards. It's, it's really kind of oh, yeah, right. Like you give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I haven't played it yet, but actually got good reviews, and it broke um, the sales trend for recent Call of Duty games by selling quite a few copies. So. Do you know what it's doing that's been so successful this time around? I think it's just the name because Black Ops has been kind of like, aside from Modern Warfare, it's been kind of like the big name yeah. in the series. Like the last big successful game was Black Ops Two. Golden child of the series. Yeah. yeah. A couple of years ago, I switched over to Battlefield. My friend and I who both had Xboxes. We're like, all right, well, we're going to do Battlefield this year. Because, <laughs> you know, it's like a yearly goddamn thing with Call of Duty. Yeah. And uh, that was pretty fun. So I will probably get it because I like playing it with uh, friends who also play it. So and a lot of people trash on that series. Oh, the same thing. Blah, blah, blah. But it made a lot of weird changes. Like, I'm not actually excited about like there's like double jumps now. And it's like sci fi futuristic and. That actually sounds a little bit more up my alley. Yeah, so <laughs> you just made it a bit more compelling for you me. You play Titanfall? Um, no. Yeah, there's like double jumping and like wall running and stuff in Titanfall. It didn't actually end up happening. Although double jumping was a big thing, but I don't know. It was really cool. It was really natural and fluid. But in in practice, in multiplayer matches, you know, it didn't use the wall running a whole lot. Yeah, I can just see that being kind of like cumbersome. And like, can you shoot while you're wall running? Yeah, you know, I actually I take that back. I think I think. There were some stages where you could use it, but you're always just kind of waiting for your Titan countdown. So right, all right. Uh, That's why I'm always doing, waiting for my Titan countdown. Jared's spending his whole <laughs> life waiting for his Titan to come. Prepare for Titanfall. <laughs> <laughs> Love that clip. That sound by gets you pumped up when you're in battle. Uh, Starcraft Legacy of the Void. Um, you guys 
played this yet? No, I have been refraining from buying anything this November. Yeah, you're trying to do the self-control thing. And I'm trying and do it's well in really school. hard. I understand. <laughs> but I hear that you've been playing it. Oh, yes. It's, uh, well, you know how I was kind of in a gaming funk there for a while. Yeah. I'm like totally out of the funk. This is this is the first major test run for your uh, for your new gaming PC. How's that working out graphically and stuff? Awesome. Do you have awesome. everything cranked up to like max? Oh yeah. That's oh hot. nice. Yeah. It's got look so beautiful. It it looks amazing, and uh, I've got two really nice monitors now. That uh, one of them is the 1920 by 1200, which is the best resolution ever. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's basically 1080p, just a little taller. Mm-hmm. Um, I just tested that on a uh, vanilla WoW. Yeah, vanilla WoW had that setting in it. It was, it was really, really amazing. <laughs> I'm actually, I'm going to be doing a blog post bemoaning the death of the 19 or of the uh, 16 by 10 ratio because it's so much nicer for working and getting shit done mm-hmm. to have that extra space. Consumers but, love it; it's just manufacturers don't. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so I've been playing StarCraft, full settings and all that. Um, <clears throat> not that really matters, but. Uh, it's good. It's more. It's more of this, what you'd expect, I guess. Um, I still think that uh, Wings of Liberty was the best. So you've just been going through the campaign, or have you been doing online? Oh, at campaign, all? campaign. Yeah, I'm, I'm a good way through the campaign. What new units have they added? Oh, I don't. I don't remember what units they had last time. To say what's new this time. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think that the, I've got to the point where the new units are playable in the campaign. Gotcha. So. Um, is the campaign? Am I gonna like it? Yeah, no, the story is actually great, and the characters are, I, I like the characters a lot, but it doesn't have the same, like, Wings of Liberty had by far the best missions. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I thought it was way better than Heart how, of the Storm. How many, how many time missions are there? Time missions? In comparison to non-time missions. Oh, timed missions. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so far, very few. There's been no okay. actual timer that on mission. That was a giant complaint, I think, from uh, players. From Wings of Liberty? From both expansions really yeah i'm not really i never dig the timed missions really i have a very slow plan (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm kind of a turtle or two in the campaign but uh but i know i i I never found it to be really a problem i kind of like playing a level and sucking at it well no not you know playing a level (laughs) and then doing again and knowing what to do to do everything right you know the next time yeah um i'm not even an achievement person but in Wings of Liberty, I went through and got all the achievements, like, you know, the hard achievements and oh, stuff, nice. just because it was fun to kind of master a level. Anyway, uh, so yeah, Legacy of the Void, no big surprises. The story's good. The characters are good. Um, the uh, levels themselves are, I mean, they're good, but they're not, you know, they don't stand out in my mind. I don't think they're going to be as memorable as a lot of the Wings of Liberty ones. Um, and the atmosphere isn't quite as cool as it was with um, Heart of the Swarm and the Zerg, but that's really... That's kind of to be expected, yeah. right? Yeah. I don't particularly like Protoss. I never have. Me? Really? Well, Protoss is my second. I never play Terran, period. Really? Like, Zerg is like, I play Zerg maybe like four out of every five matches, and yeah. then there's one Protoss in there. So I went through like cycles where I'd play nothing but Terran, then I'd play nothing but Zerg, and then nothing but Pro. you know. So I I, uh, I think that what happened first, I first played Terran because my first couple online matches... I think I got, like, an original StarCraft, I got raped by siege tanks. <laughs> I'm like, fuck this noise. And so I just started making siege tanks. Nothing but siege tanks for, like, the first two months I played the game. Surprisingly, worked out pretty well. Um, anyway, That's what so- I did with Baneling Bus. Everyone was Baneling busting me. I'm like, fuck this shit. I'll play along, too. <laughs> That's StarCraft 2, though, right? Yeah. 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 Well, StarCraft 2 is, like, at least in Wings of Liberty, is all about the Void Rays. Yeah. Oh, fucking Void Rays were ridiculous. Man, that was, that was brutal. 
So I, that's just, that's a strategy I adopted. Yeah, that's a strategy I adopted for us too. Well, it's uh, what happens. Like you get fucked over once by that, and then you you never forget. Yeah, exactly. It just scars you, and then you go and do it to other people. It's like I don't know. It's just cycle of hatred, cycle of violence. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so um, that I mean, again, anybody looking to play that game, it's more of the same, but that's good. Um, Rise of the Tomb Raider. This one's a Xbox exclusive for now. Xbox One exclusive and 360. Um, I haven't seen any reviews for that, but I have seen um, videos and yeah. gifts from it, and it looks gorgeous. Yep, it uh, looks really good. Uh, got positive reviews. I actually bought it um, on release day. I, I pre-ordered it, and I haven't played it yet. <laughs> so, <laughs> like I've been playing games, but in moderation. First. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, I'm really looking forward to it though, because I, as I've mentioned before, I loved the first one, mm-hmm. the, 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 the reboot, the reboot, the reboot. Yeah. 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 Another big name game was Star Wars Battlefront. Jared, you were so excited. I was, I'm even though so I don't excited. own a system that can actually play it. You don't have a PC. <laughs> oh, I, I keep forgetting about that, but yeah. <laughs> well, you're like, oh, you mean my vanilla WoW machine? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so this is actually the whole wow machine is amazing. <laughs> that's like an e machine, right? Uh, Pentium four three point two gigahertz e machine from two thousand six. That's awesome. <laughs> well, the, well, you were talking about last time that uh, vanilla wow wouldn't run on your graphics card because it was too new. But then we tried it on my computer. It yeah, runs it's just not fine. the graphics card. I think it's Windows eight not recognizing my monitor. Hmm. So there's no, I'll I'll have to either buy a new monitor. Or just deal with it. Upgrade to Windows 10, bro. It's free. Honestly, it's running just fucking fine on my e-machine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, okay, Star Wars Battlefront. This is a huge surprise because it got incredibly lukewarm reviews. I was very surprised. That's what I've heard, too. But yeah. I also kind of anticipated that because the bar was just set so high. Yes, that's probably true. But it sounds like they really under-delivered. It wasn't even just like the expectations were too high. It sounds like it's uh, kind of bare bones almost. And yeah. It's a bummer. This doesn't have the same feel. Like there's not even a um, Galactic Conquest mode, which is like basically where you choose, you know, it's like a single player thing or a two player thing where you just choose what planet you're going to invade next. It's kind of strategic. Mm-hmm. Kind you of. You can't have Battlefront without Galactic Conquest. Yeah. Just stuff like think. little stuff like that. It's, it's more basically kind of just an online multiplayer shooter. Yeah. That's what it seemed like. It's funny because um, last month my brother played the beta for Star Wars Battlefront and he had pre-ordered it and they canceled his pre-order. So, Why? Because he didn't like it. Oh. He's like, it just, it doesn't. Oh, I thought you said they canceled his pre-order. No, I was no, like, no, no, sorry. Motherfuckers. Sorry, he canceled his pre-order. <laughs> oh, okay. Because it just didn't feel right to him. I know Aww. you told that story last episode and um, I was like, well, maybe Jonathan just has bad taste. But oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently. You know what? Maybe he was right. He was right. <laughs> he was right. I'm sorry, Jonathan. I'm sorry for besmirching your good name. So I'm just going to kind of sum up all the reviews I read. There's a good quote from the PC World Review written by Hayden Dingman. That's an unfortunate name. Dingman. Man. You can do a lot with that name. Yeah. <laughs> I've had a really rough middle school <laughs> life. Okay. He says... Unless he was the bully. Because mm. if you if you, if you you are the bully, then who's going to bully you? That That's a good strategy, I guess. If Jay. you have an unfortunate name like that, you might want to just jump on... Like being mean to everybody. Or if you just own it, you're the class man and you call or class clown and you call yourself Dingleman or something. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it's a tough road either way. <laughs> okay, he says about Battlefront, I have largely come to terms with Star Wars Battlefront, gone through the seven stages of grief and come out on the other side, so to speak. 
No, it's not much at all like Battlefront 2. No, it's absolutely not what I wanted from Battlefront 3. And no, it's not really like Battlefield with a Star Wars skin either. So, mm. so that's what I was expecting. If it wasn't going to be like Battlefront, it'd be like Battlefield. But apparently, yeah, that was like my yeah. last expectation, really. <laughs> so, anyway, that's too bad. Um, I'm still going to play it at some point. I'll probably rent it because I'm going to play it on console. Nice. I'm a console gamer, guys. <laughs> so I identify. <laughs> Stupid. Me, revolution. I identify as console gamer. I, I identify as a console gamer. Um, you have such a sweet rig now. You, you gotta go back to PC gaming, the Master Race. I, I play both. Jesus Christ, I don't give a shit what platform it's on. Okay. Uh, Users are probably gonna design a bunch of like modded levels and shit like that too that you can get on PC. I'm just guessing. You guys but. are all into the mods and stuff. That's never really been, never really been my thing. Because so. you haven't really tried it. Slut. <laughs> In positive Star Wars news, <laughs> I found uh, this little piece of news that I was, thought was kind of interesting. The SNES Star Wars comes to PS4 this week. Are you familiar with this title? Nope. The only Star Wars game I ever played for a cartridge was um, Game Boy. Oh yeah, I played that, that was too. such a bad fucking game. It was so terrible, but it I, made no sense. No, it was it was a terrible it was, platformer. It made less sense probably than that goddamn ET game from Atari. <laughs> um, That's saying a lot. So this Super Star Wars uh, was on Super Nintendo. They had Super Star Wars, then Super Empire Strikes Back, then Super Return of the Jedi. They all had Super in their name? Yeah. Oh, that's so cute and old school Nintendo. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? And uh, they Super were, Star Wars. They were pretty decent platformers. I think I rented all three of them at some point. Um, they deviated from the story a bit. Like in Super Empire Strikes Back, um, you play as Han Solo for one level and you actually like, the end boss is like the the cryo whatever machine. If I recall, so the was, wasn't there, there uh, some really cool space battles for the, just for that era? I have a really weird, vague memory of that now that you mention it. It's probably one of those things that I was watching my brother play when I was still baby status. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you could play as different characters. Well, eventually, um, I don't think you could choose your character, but at different levels you'd play as different characters and eventually, you know, Luke would become a Jedi and blah, blah, blah. I remember watching a lot of that um, when I was little. They were hard as shit, too. I mean, they, they were one of those SNES platformers that was pretty unforgiving. So, anyway, so that's out on PS4 this week. It's already out on Wii U's Virtual Console as well. FYI for all three of you who own that. <laughs> okay, so last but not least, of course, is Fallout 4. None of us are playing and it. None of us are playing it. <laughs> like it Alex is very upset. Uh, uh, well, it took me a good three years to jump on board the... Uh, Fallout 3 bandwagon, so I don't think I'm going to probably... You're going to be really late to the game when it's like $10 on Steam? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm waiting because I don't want to get super sucked in. And also, sounds like it's fairly buggy. Yeah, they're definitely ironing out some bugs right now. But so, honestly, that is the one complaint that I've heard about it. So if that's the only thing that's falling short on, it's not doing that bad. And if Skyrim's any guy, they'll get it fixed up yeah. in a couple months, you know, so... Yeah, so I'm not in a huge rush to play it, I guess. I'm I'm excited for it, but but you're very excited for it. <laughs> I really, really want to play it, you guys. It's fucking killing me. Especially because of how like massive a bunch of D bags like all the people that I know are being about it. Yeah. Like, um so I'm going to bitch about this until my final's over. I have an exam every week until December eighth. Every fucking week. And each exam is worth twenty to thirty percent of my grade for that respective class. So I really can't afford to spend like eight to nine hours a day playing Fallout 4, 
which is what I would inevitably end up doing. Yeah. Because I do that for every major Bethesda game. Did it for like Fallout 3, did it for Oblivion, Morrowind, Skyrim, like you name it. So uh, um, I'm refraining from buying it until Christmas break, but I feel like a fucking crack addict just like staring at pictures of cocaine or something <laughs> because I'm just like looking at these gifts and the, this like video gameplay like on my way to class and I'm just like, God, that looks so good. God, that looks like it'd be so much fucking fun. And it's kind of killing me. Yeah. You guys hear that sound? I think it's the sound of the world's smallest violin. Off in the distance. Yeah. Sounds like a piano to me. (laughs) 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 Too bad her her spiel is over. (laughs) It is, but you can still talk, because you were going to talk about how you were trying to find the game. Oh, no, I was just going to talk about how um, I just, I can't get the game, guys. And on the day the game came out, I got messages from about 10 different people, all of them knowing that I'm a big Fallout fan. And they were like, hey, Alex, what do you think about Fallout 4? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what I think about Fallout 4. Have you seen spoilers? I have been very good about the spoilers. I've only had one plot point spoiled for me, but I swear to God, I think I'm going to run into more before I get the actual game. Oh, man. That's a a real tragedy. That's that's sad, man. Well, I feel for you. I have not... I don't think I have a bunch of people on my Facebook feed who play um, Fallout 4, so for whatever reason. Spoiler alert, there's going to be a bunch of vaults you have to go visit and you have to kill some mutants. Oh, man. What a big spoiler. <laughs> yeah. My experience is ruined. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's finally now just go into some real news. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be the... What was that? I'll fix that in post. That was the news <laughs> and the piano mixing. You broke it. Yeah. You broke the whole podcast. Okay. Okay, so... Big news. Uh, Alex, do you want to take this? Sure. Okay, let me see here. So Nintendo Direct was last week. Um, Specific highlights are Star Fox Zero has had a release date announced. It is going to be coming out April 22nd, 2016. That's for Wii U. Mm -hmm. And it's like a real Star Fox game, not like a Dinosaur Adventures bullshit. (laughs) Whatever. It's a weird GameCube (laughs) experimental shit. Yeah. Cloud Strife has been announced as DLC for the new Super Smash Brothers game on 3DS and Wii U. Nice, I guess. Yeah, people into that are thing. just going bonkers over it. Yeah. I'm quite ambivalent. Um, it's kind of interesting now they're pulling in characters from uh, you know third-party franchises that really aren't even on their systems. That's kind of yeah. Cool. Well, they've been doing it for a while now, but um, I don't know if I like Cloud being a part of the roster just because like Smash Brothers is such a goofy, colorful, light-hearted kind of cast typically. So p- characters like uh, Cloud and Snake just don't seem to fit the bill to me. Hmm. Pandering. Pandering? Pandering. Yeah. <laughs> I, no, <they're> pandering. <laughs> pandering. Oh, yes. Yeah, so let's have a fucking pandering. You want to pander it on Smash Brothers? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's have some wow fucking bullshit. Down too. That'd be great. <laughs> well, if they're going to add wow people, they got to add the gnomes or the goblins so that it can be super small and tiny. If they're going to add a wow character, it's going to be Thrall. Mm. He is green <laughs> Jesus and green Jesus. savior of everything in that game. All right. Or they could just add Arthas and just make him like run around performing crazy smash yeah, shenanigans. I, I want to <laughs> see Arthas pick up a Pokeball and throw it out and have it be like Goldeen or something. Mm-hmm. To be honest, the Lich King would be pretty sweet yeah, as a character. Actually, <laughs> actually, we need to start. 
start petition the, right now. Yeah, those, those petitions always work. We should start one of those. I can imagine him being like an Ike and Gannon crossover where he's just like huge and slow and fucking powerful as like just ridiculous. I just want to live. Frostmourne hungers. Yeah. That's like his hunt. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> oh, man. That'd be great. Yeah, actually, I would probably man, buy that. Man, now I kind of want to see that. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm serious. That needs to be a no, thing. I'm dead serious, too. Nintendo, <laughs> I know you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> this uh, podcast we don't even release. <laughs> <laughs> They've just been listening to us speak ill about them for the past year or so. Yep. Well, just it's a, the, the uh, Wii over there in the corner has an open mic on it. You know, they're just monitoring everybody. So they're picking up this. All the time. Every time somebody says Nintendo around it, it gets flagged. Yeah, it starts, starts <laughs> recording, yeah. Okay, oh, sorry. Um, Kerbal Space Program is coming to Wii U in early 2016. Have you played that on the PC? No, um, kind of interested in it, but it's, I don't know, I've just never really gotten there. Like, it's something I would probably enjoy, I've just, uh, I don't know, never really felt inspired to purchase it. So I know it's a huge thing and people really love it. Yeah, so. a lot of people really like it. I'll be interested to see the Wii U version and if it takes advantage of the gamepad. I'd be interested to see the Wii U version because I know that they're really good at kind of um, providing galleries of user content. So mm -hmm. I feel like um, putting Kerbal Space Program on Wii U will just like open up all these possibilities for players to share their projects with each other. Okay. And that will be pretty cool. Kind of yeah. like with Mario Maker, how everyone is making these levels and they're so visible. Yeah, yeah. Um, Dragon Quest 7 and 8 are coming to North America on the 3DS in 2016. Talked about this before on the podcast. Thank God Dragon Quest 7 is coming to 3DS. <laughs> yeah. I, I but it know. has all the change spell names. Do you think they're going to retranslate it? Oh, definitely. Yeah. They'll, they'll bring it in line with their other translations of the spell names and everything. I don't know if they'll have the same idiots translate it and add in accents and <laughs> fucking plus alpha translations. <laughs> Two people work out of a van in England, I think. <laughs> I sent them hate mail. I think I've already mentioned yeah, this on the podcast. About that. <laughs> but you see, now you're going to see the really nice, clean translations, and you're going to be kind of nostalgic for the old shitty ones. Well, I think that... Uh, well, eight's already fucked, but seven at least had, had a good translation. Well, so there's a hundred-hour game. I wonder how many fucking shitty pop culture references they can fit into Dragon Quest Seven. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it's way more than a hundred-hour game, by the way. Oh, okay. <laughs> Um, you know, actually, I kind of wanted to play that on PS1, but it kind of runs like shit, even like on this, you know, PS1 just normally. Yeah. Kind of a slow running game. Well, it's not, it's not that bad. What do you mean runs like shit? Like the load screen stick for just, it just, Have you tried it? Everything just no. seems slow. Did you try it? I, I picked up a controller before and played a little bit. Yes. Oh, okay. It is, it just, I don't know. I've got about 80 hours into that game before I dropped it. <laughs> Wait, so you never beat it? No, That's have, a you, have you ever tried that game, Alex? I don't think so, actually. Holy fucking shit! You, <laughs> you, you. If you if you quit playing for a couple weeks, the problem is you'll forget what the fuck you were doing. Oh, I always had that problem with Dragon Quest. Yeah, <laughs> and the fact you have to memorize the locations of like six hundred world shards or something—I mean, it's ridiculous. Oh god, six hundred? What the fuck? No, I don't know, but it's just—it's <laughs> insane. Yeah. It's probably one of those games where I'll start it anticipating that I'm not going to finish it. It was an ambitious game. You know, it's a hell of a fun game, but you just have to be really committed to it. <laughs> it's like the last <laughs> RPG I ever buy. I'll be like 70 years old still playing it. Like, I just want to beat it before <laughs> I go. Yeah, it's fun though. Sweet. Okay. Um, 
Zelda Twilight Princess HD is coming to Wii U. Uh, so, so far, it's only been kind of announced. The only change is like the HD resolution. Yep, yep. I feel like this is like Nintendo's, you know, kind of pulling out everything they can to make the Wii U as decent as possible. Yeah, so make it's it not, more appealing. So it's just not a total failure of a system. Before They're basically they, giving it the same treatment they gave to Wind Waker, right? No, well, Wind Waker had some more improvements. So like they, they uh, instead of just upping the resolution, they you know redid the textures and stuff. I think a little bit. Gotcha. I think. What do you think about this, Sarah? <laughs> Can we insert some cricket sounds right there? <laughs> yeah, I'll put some crickets. Do it in post. I just thought she was really, really, really into Zelda. Oh yeah, she was. Well, you know, I'll, I'll just go pull some old sound bites and slip oh, them in. All right. <laughs> <laughs> just like pull out, like um, Minna's my favorite, yeah, and then yeah. just. I'll I'll just do that. I wonder if she would appreciate that or not. Oh, probably not. No. Um. So I wonder one thing they did because this this was a game that was released both on GameCube and the Wii originally. Mm-hmm. Really? That's weird. Yeah. Because yeah. it, uh, it was like a system. It was that weird in betweeny zone. Because the Wii is basically out. a fucking GameCube. Of course, you know, pretty easy to well, do. Well, it does have an, a game a GameCube engine inside of it, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um. And because it had Wii controls and something to do with the way Link was holding a sword, they like mirrored the world for the Wii version. What? So like they basically flipped, like they basically mirrored the world. Wait, so, so is it going to be like the GameCube That's what I'm wondering. Then, Are they going to do the GameCube with the proper like, you know, so instead of like, you know, Death Mountain being on your, being to the east, it's to the west in the Wii version. Here's the real question. Will you actually notice? What? Will you actually notice the difference? I mean, have you actually played that game recently enough where you would no, care? But I, no, I'm, I'm going to know now because I, I know to be looking for it. Oh. I played it last year, but I don't remember that shit. Yeah. <laughs> Are the menus also on flipped? Oh, yeah, everything's just totally flipped, Jared. You can't read shit. All the text is backwards. <laughs> no, it has nothing to do because he had to hold his sword in his right hand or, or his left hand versus his... Anyway, whatever it is, it, they flipped it for Wii. We'll see. So I tell you, though, I really like the graphics upgrade. It makes a very big difference for this game. Did you oh, guys look at the screenshots? Yeah, there's screenshots. We'll post those on the blog post for this that, man, the old ones look so muddy by comparison. Yes, it looks like they just cranked Bloom up to like 100% yeah. in the GameCube version. Yep. So I was thinking recently why, why I don't like Zelda games, and I think part of it is that Link is really fucking boring. Just as a protagonist? Yeah, what does Link ever... <laughs> what's his backstory? Oh, he grew up in some little village or something, and he's like... Really well, he's good like, natured. Link is like different people, though. Yeah. Too. Yeah. In it's really game, weird. It's... I can be kind of forgiving of that because Link has never had a really interesting like storyline for himself. He's no. just always fucking like generic protagonist, good natured guy. He's just like the facilitator for other people to develop and do cool things. I feel like uh, Majora's Mask gave him. I don't know. They, he obviously didn't have any lines or anything, but they kind of gave him kind of a theme and a personality. You know, he's basically saved the world. Now he's a fucking kid again, kind of wandering lost. And, you know, well, that is your favorite Zelda game. Yeah. Well, it's also because <laughs> it has the best story, probably. So, yeah, well, I guess that makes sense then. But um, also there was some news about uh, a female version of Link. Oh, yeah. Um, new character's been announced for Hyrule Warriors. Her name is Linkle. And she's uh, basically just a little gender bent Link. Except she has dual crossbows instead of a sword. Considering okay. Link is already gender bent to begin with, and like I said, yeah, he's already hella androgynous. A generic protagonist who has 
it was just meaningless. So yeah. I mean, <laughs> a lot of people are responding poorly to Linkle because they're just like so fucking stupid that you get a female Link and you have to change her name and like make her outfit a short dress and blah 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 blah. I was gonna ask like, you, does she have a skimpy outfit? She's got like a little. It's not like skimpy, but she's got. It's like Link's outfit, but with a mini skirt well, and no leggings. That makes sense to me because Link's already wearing a fucking skirt. So to well, that's <laughs> the point was that they're just like, why didn't you just leave her in Link's fucking outfit? It worked perfectly for girls. Yeah, Sorry, guys, but that's a tunic. <laughs> <laughs> I really like Link's costume. I don't I think it's great. I don't, I don't have any particular emotions towards Linkle, except that I think that her name is fucking stupid. Speaking of Link's costume, I have never seen a good Link cosplay. I have seen one. They all they all look so shitty. <laughs> I've seen one. It was like a super gender androgynous girl, and she spent like well over like a thousand dollars on it. So it was super legit, but only mm. one. Mm. Mm. Well, like I said, I don't even like Link in the first. Is somebody you know, or you see a picture on the line. Just online. I did go to a... Uh, find some... this picture for me. I'll let you know whether or not you're stupid. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'd love to know when you think I'm stupid. Yeah. yeah. Um, I did see a really legit costume of the Happy Mask Salesman at oh, Symphony of the Goddesses, though. That's it awesome. It was so creepy and so perfect. See, he had, did, like, the fucking smile and everything. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, man, that's awesome. Shit. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's get into some non-Nintendo news, because nobody gives a shit about Nintendo anyway, right? <laughs> I certainly don't. All right. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, Twilight Princess HD releases in spring 2016 at some point. I'll mark my calendar right away. Yeah. <laughs> I I will not. I do not have a Wii U. Not, neither do I, but I just need to know. <laughs> you wake up and you're like, it's Twilight Princess Day. And then you just treat the day like any other day. Yeah. <laughs> it's a special day. I used to wake up like fucking the beginning of Frozen. It's Twilight Princess Day. So <laughs> <laughs> fucking dress and sing a song and shit. <laughs> yeah. He's gonna open his windows and just like... I'm sure Jared wakes up like that every day. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, he's singing about how he's gonna meet his true love that day. And you never know. Yeah. <laughs> okay, enough fucking Nintendo, guys. Jesus, we're talking about Disney enough movies frozen. now. That's what Nintendo does to you. You started that. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> okay, so non-Nintendo news. PS1 and PS2 games may finally be coming to the PS4. I thought they already were. I thought they were too there for a while. Didn't we do a news piece about this? Like, no, we did about the Xbox point? One. Xbox One being backwards compatible. Which oh, is we'll that? Are the 360 games are going to be available for download? Yeah. Um, no, the, the PS1 and PS2 games that you know have been released on the PSN network for PlayStation 3 are not yet available on PS4. So there's been some rumors about that finally happening. Not oh, surprising. So they kind of rumors. need that. Yeah, like, it's actually... fucking time. <laughs> The thing is, I really, I, I own a PS3, but it has some sort of fucking problem with the power supply that everybody with this particular model has, so kind of fucked on that. So yeah. I, I don't want to buy another PS3, but I want to play like a lot of those old games, like especially like the Shin Megami Tensei games, which I, which I missed. Yeah. Um, and so I would pull the trigger on a PS4 a lot easier if it had that backwards compatibility. So mm. if you're listening, Sony, and we know you're listening. <laughs> yeah <laughs> do it for me <laughs> the guy who might pull the trigger on purchasing <laughs> one system <laughs> but uh yeah so that's good that's good and on the topic of backwards compatibility well if you ever need a ps2 don't forget i have like six at my house yeah but I have a garden go, of them i have to go find the fucking game and deal with disc loading times and all sorts of bullshit yeah yeah 
Uh, <laughs> new Xbox experience has been released. So apparently this is downloaded to my console, installed by itself. Cause I got an email about it, but I haven't turned on the, my Xbox One since. So I can't really talk about it that much, but it kind of redid the interface, made it kind of like Windows 10-like, and now there's backwards compatibility like we talked about with Xbox 360 games, a, a limited set. And really, there aren't a whole lot of big game names on the list. Like Mass Effect, I think, is the biggest game still. Gotcha. Is it, is it better or worse than the app-based interface that previously had? It's got to be better because it couldn't be worse. Oh, I guess you haven't seen well, the app. Based that's off right. Windows 10, it's still going to be pretty <laughs> app-based, isn't it? Oh, I'm sure. But basically, when the Xbox One interface was such a step down from... three, Have you tried it at all? Or have you been mm-hmm. familiar with it? It's just a huge pain in the ass. And it's confusing. And it's just not... Yeah, it was, it was not good. <laughs> not good at all. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so hopefully this improves it. I really have not read that much about it, so I'll find out next time I turn on my Xbox One. Um, we'll talk about that next time, probably, then, once I've actually had a chance to see it. Um, other news in the past couple of weeks, kind of old news now, so there was a War- Warcraft trailer, first, like, real Warcraft trailer. Yeah. What do you, guys, do you guys think? think? Oh, shit. You, you go first. Fuck. I call it first. Okay. Um, so... I was a little bit disappointed because I've been following the movie project for the past like fucking six years. Maybe even more than that. It's been going on for a long time. Yeah, it's been going on for a long ass time. And I was under the impression originally that the characters were going to be entirely new nobodies. Like they, I thought they were going to be lobies. They were supposed to be like fucking grunts or something like that in the respective armies, right? Like a human grunt and an orc grunt. I'm sure there's been probably 10 different iterations of the script. By yeah. Really? I would not want to watch that movie. Well, that was the one that I was expecting. And I was actually kind of excited about it because I didn't want the movie to fuck with any of the lore and like ruin it. And I didn't want it to just be like fan fodder where they just like had all out battles between all the biggest characters. So I was kind of looking forward to something that really just developed the setting and had some like solid, well-rounded characters in it. But it seems like they're going for like a much more like grandois approach with the plot. Apparently, like Chris Metzen, whatever the guy who's a lore master, has his hands on the script. Oh, that's good. As the resident um, person with a doctorate in Warcraft lore, I can tell you this is going to be accurate. Hey, man, I've got some pretty solid Warcraft lore too. Read all the fucking no. books. Bam. Oh yeah, have you yeah. read the Warcraft One manual? The manual. The Warcraft One manual. Yeah. No. Fuck you. I've- <laughs> <laughs> that has some serious lore in it. It's, I read that manual front to back many times when I was younger. So don't talk to me about fucking Warcraft lore. I remember reading manuals just because you were so excited. Like, um, when and because first... they actually had, had actual content in them, like pages and pages of story. Yeah, and like concept sketches and things like that. Yeah. It was so cool. Yeah. Well, the trailer had a big focus on Durotan and uh, Orgrim, which uh, that, that's kind of cool, I guess. But yeah. They, yeah. Weren't, they weren't quite green enough at for that stage of uh, of the timeline, yeah, I was expecting to see a bunch of possessed orcs, and they were all they they did yeah. show a bunch. They just uh, there was very quick cuts. Um, mm-hmm. I think uh, Durit Duritan is it Durit Duritar is the is the land and is Durit- the land. Yeah. Duritan's the guy. Yeah, Duritan, I think he actually punched Gul'dan at one point in the trailer, which is pretty sweet. Yeah, I remember that actually. <laughs> Man, I'm gonna have to rewatch it again though because I want to take note of like how possessed they were in the trailer. I wasn't really paying close attention at the I time I think I that. saw red eyes and, and all that good stuff. I'm sure the movie's going to show Manroth uh, and them all drinking the blood and all that. For me, it was... Uh, have you have you read the um, the Rise of the Horde yeah. novel yet? Okay. Oh, fuck yeah. It'd be really cool to see Manroth in the movie. He'd look fucking awesome. He looked pretty sweet in the Warcraft 3 uh, 
cinematics. So. Yeah, he did. <laughs> I didn't like the look of it. It looked too cheap to me. The cinematics? Or, no, the trailer? The trailer. No, you're right, because oh. um, the humans, it's like their armor almost like CGI'd on top of them, and it just didn't look very good. And the orcs didn't look very good. I thought the, or- the orcs looked all right. Oh, man. I they liked the way Oh, looked. man, they, they did. I mean, obviously, they're probably going to work on the effects. But it's not just, it's just the aesthetic. It just, it just looked low end. It looked like made for TV. <laughs> the armor, I remember the armor looking really like, like the textures were kind of shitty and they were chunky, but I just thought that was because they were trying to like pay proper homage to the series design for like the games. Yeah, it, it just looked too much like a, too cartoony. Yeah. And I don't know. I can see that. It had and, very bright colors and stuff too. Really- yeah. And like, I don't know. I didn't really, whatever the actors were doing didn't really. Um, didn't do it for you? No. Nah, I, so. I like the guy, uh, the guy who was playing Andrew and uh, Lothar, uh, but he's he's also the main character in the Vikings show. Oh, but cool. I don't know if I love him in the role as Andrew and uh, Lothar too well. He's kind of weird, weird fit. Explain why he's weird because I haven't seen the Vikings series. No, it's just he doesn't seem like like I I just picture someone a little bit more a little gruffer maybe a little a little bigger bigger guy. Hmm. I don't know. He just yeah. He's uh, like a giant guy with a beard in the first game yeah yeah that's i i just not exactly what i would envision he's a great actor but you know he has like arthas is like body type like he's like big yeah, and like, like a big arthas type guy yeah this, yeah yeah um okay other warcraft news real quick uh blizzard will no longer be releasing subscriber numbers for world of warcraft um that's just like every quarter they release like the subscriber numbers and course for the past you know four or five years that's all always been you know kind of going down steadily uh, people make a big deal out of this i don't think it's a big deal i mean a company's gonna that doesn't want to release something that's gonna be spin spun as bad news yeah every time you know it's just kind of sign of the times yeah it's on uh, its way out well no well, the thing is at its peak it had 12 million subscribers it's down to 5.5 million that's actually pretty fucking good i think like for, it's still really fucking good but i can see it just continuing to trend down oh yeah but that's i mean it's a you know how old is it now right? yeah it's had a good run yeah so it's uh I, I don't think there's anything wrong with their subscriber numbers um it's still like king of mmos as far as i'm concerned yeah what like what's the next closest one that's like is there even one that's not free to play that probably even... like fucking final fantasy oh yeah okay i think your your problem with this is that you haven't played the game since uh wrath so you 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 won't see it from the same you know the context of of uh, all the changes. The thing is though it is that it looks so fucking empty. Not in the context of the changes is how you should view it because basically regardless of the changes, well, the changes are making people leave. Okay, well so maybe maybe there's lower numbers than there would be, but still having five point five million, it's not like a sign of a game that's like dying. No, I'm not saying it's dying. No, I de- I would definitely never say say that the game's dying. It's just past its prime. <laughs> yeah. in like human years, it's at like sixty. And that's to be expected, though, because it's so old. Mm-hmm. But you know, we'll, we'll have to really talk about vanilla next time because uh, after Jared's vanilla wow talk last week, I watched a lot of videos, and then I watched him boot up the game on my computer. Holy shit, it looks good! Like old vanilla wow, just like in high res settings, you know. This is the I 2004. guess I've never really seen it in high res settings. <laughs> I had the shittiest of computers yeah. when Vanilla WoW came no, we'll, out. So I'll I'll boot it up after the podcast and show you too. Holy. Yeah, it's a beautiful game. Like you know, they've changed a lot, and uh, I, I think the original art style and everything was just better. Yeah. So. Well, I still did really like the aesthetic when I was playing last year. Like, cause I played up through Miss of Pandaria, and it was still 
Still a fucking gorgeous game. That I mean, still astounds me every time I turn it on. It doesn't look bad. I just I, have you me, seen the re- the redesigns though for Warlords of Draenor? Mm-mm. They they redesigned everything, all the character movements, character designs, just everything's totally different. Oh really? It it, it feels weird. Huh? It's really really weird and cartoony, and I I it's, I find it unpleasant. But you know, I'm sure some people like it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, last but not least, Alex, you want to talk about? A little marketing campaign that you liked. Sure. So let me just pull this up here because it is a massive story. Um, Binding of Isaac Afterbirth recently had a sort of, they call it like an alternate reality game. So it was like a game that took place in the real world and they involved all their players in it. Okay. And it was uh, basically a little, um, oh God, what's the word I'm looking for? Tip of my tongue. Starts with an S. Something hunt. Scavenger, scavenger hunt. Yeah, scavenger hunt. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Just totally blanked on that, but it was basically a scavenger hunt. So the creator of the game released a ton of teeny tiny hints, like scattered them throughout the internet. Okay. And the fan base was so frantic about it that they spent like like days, like 24-7, trying to figure out this little scavenger hunt. Um, so to give you like a brief rundown of what happened. Um, the creator gave the fans a single tiny thumbnail of an achievement. Okay. And um, one of the fans decoded the thumbnail and found that the, like the pixels um, spelled something out in binary. So they translated it, and that pretty much got the hunt going. They found like a really obscure Imgur link from that binary. Then they found um, they went to the creator's Twitter page, and he was dropping hints on Twitter. So this hunt went on for days and everyone got super riled up about it. And um, a bunch of really memorable names like you dicks in my ass eventually um, found this sort of like buried treasure. It was a little tiny action figure that was custom designed just for this hunt. It was buried in California and um, it brought them back to the Twitter account. It brought them to a new Twitter account, actually, that was created specifically for the scavenger hunt. And this just keeps on going, like, all this crazy shit until eventually um, they unlocked the final prize, which was um, a community achievement called Something Hidden, um, which was made available to everyone who played the game instantly. Mm -hmm. And a new character was made available to everyone who played the game instantly, which I thought was fantastic. Like, in an age where you have to pay, like, $5 for new cosmetic skins and, like... $10 for a new character for your fucking game. I just thought it was really charming that the creator went through all this effort to make this meticulous fucking crazy scavenger hunt for his fans and then gave them all a new character for free. Uh, I mean, made his money probably 10 times what he would have made (laughs) selling it. Oh, hell yeah. I'll tell you, (laughs) uh, just trying to follow that thread, though, uh, just reading it is too tedious for me. Like, so I can't even imagine designing that. It's insane. It's it's. I don't know how to say this without sounding like a ass, but go ahead. Sound like an ass. Okay. This is, if you were to like make like a, like a stinger at the end of a commercial, like fueled by autism. This is, (laughs) this is it. (laughs) That's the slogan for this whole hunt. Yeah. And it's very apt because the people who figured out all these riddles were just, they were so deep. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Yeah. Like it must've just been haunting them in their sleep. They're like sitting at their little work desks and they're just like, why can't I figure this riddle out? Yeah. Like, oh man. Down the rabbit hole. Seriously. 
of but, autism. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, not, I'm not criticizing autism. I'm just saying, yeah, factually, that's we would never <laughs> criticize autism. No. Autism's great. You know, oh, no, I'm sorry. People, people with autism. <laughs> I'm just saying that was the target audience, and I guarantee that was the those were the leaders in this yep. in this search. Leaders of the pack. Yeah. yeah, the ones who really brought brought it forward. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Oh God! Especially figuring out the fucking binary code using the pixels of a thumbnail image I gotta, of an achievement. You like, think that first guy's a plant? Nah. Who the fuck was, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Because well, it, if you look at the image, is it? It's clearly was hinting it, something. Was the original image hinting that it has some sort of clue? It's just indecipherable. Jog my memory. It's Let's like see. a little tablet that has little dots. Oh, on Oh, okay. So okay. Never mind. I'm wrong. You're right. It probably was a a dude. It just yeah, it just has a little dot. So obviously, you have to decipher it. Yeah. Like okay. Uh, okay. Um, but yeah, if you guys want the full story, because I didn't do it nearly enough justice, we can link it um in the description next to this episode, right? Right, Stay and we'll good. be tracking who clicks the link, and that'll prove whether or not you know where you are on the spectrum. I think. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I, I mean, I just think that this is like such. It's just such a great marketing ploy, on top of it just being really fun and cool. Doesn't doesn't do it for me. Doesn't do it for you? Doesn't do it for me. That kind of stuff does it for me. I like the community involvement. It's like when Twitch plays Pokemon was at its peak. I was, I, I that was like a really too. interesting like <laughs> yeah, anthropological experiment. See, to me, I'm all about when I play a game. I want nothing to do with the fucking community. <laughs> did we make fun of Twitch plays stuff on the oh, podcast yeah, at some oh, point? Yes. I'm pretty sure we yeah, did. Yeah. And we talked about how there's like fish plays, Twitch plays Pokemon and stuff like that yeah. now. Terrible. Yeah. Okay. So... We're running kind of long, so let's do one more segment. So the question is, do you guys want to do what you've been playing, bro? Or the worst thing that happened to us this week? Um, let me see here. Well, I don't hate this worst thing that happened to us is, is my problem with it. Is I don't, I don't think it? it's a terrible thing is, is, my, is my, my take. Oh, well, now we have to talk about it a little bit. But I also have a game I've been playing this week. Okay, let's, let's do the worst thing quickly. The worst thing that ever happened to us this week. Okay, here's the gist of this. This is kind of an old topic, but I've been wanting to talk about it for a while. Uh, Halo 5, released at the end of October last month. Um, it is the first Halo game that does not have split-screen local co-op or multiplayer of any kind. So, um, that's surprising to me. Uh, and apparently it was for a variety of reasons, including maintaining the 60 frames per second. Um, I think people who play split screen though are pretty accustomed to the, f the frame rate drop. Yeah, yeah I don't give you, a shit about the yeah. frame rate drop. So I think it was a definitely a bizarre and uh, just weird decision on the developer's part. But Man. there's just something about the way people react to this stuff that just fucking bothers me. Because <laughs> they act like they just like we're told they have cancer or something. Yeah, or they what? act like their fucking like mother died, or like somebody actually went back and destroyed their childhood. Yeah, <laughs> like went like, back in time and just tore it to shreds. Yeah, like they, they went back in time to the first time they played Halo. Instead of playing Halo, they just got like raped in the ass brutally. <laughs> you hate melodrama more than they, anyone I've ever met in my life. I hate I think. melodrama so so much. Yeah, you're very melodramatic about melodrama. <laughs> oh, you're right. Shit. <laughs> Damn it, Alex. I just sort of take up. it. <laughs> Oh man, that's that's fucked up, Alex. Isn't that a weird revelation for you? That th don't turn the mirror on me anymore. I can't take it. <laughs> <laughs> gonna burst into flames. <laughs> and or melt. Yeah. I uh, Reddit, you know, r slash gaming, which I think is just a cesspool of stupidity and 
annoying people. Yeah, that's your real problem. You fucking visit that site. <laughs> I I do it to know kind of what's going on. I guess. For the podcast specifically to come up with stuff like this and get angry. <laughs> that's stuff that you guys aren't angry about. <laughs> You're suffering for our sake. Yeah, exa- exactly. <laughs> You're right. Jesus I'm of this podcast. Friggin' martyr. <laughs> it's real Christ-like of you. Thank you very much. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> See you on your cross. Oh, I'm doing this for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on. I am out here for you. Yeah. You don't know what it's like to be me out here for you. It is an up Real and down, pride-swallowing siege that I will never fully tell you about, okay? It's a little lengthy, though. That's, that's the best <laughs> line in that. Is that. I will never fully tell you about Like It's just so horribly kept. <laughs> he's never going to tell the, the truth behind what he's had it's to do for It's a little melodramatic, though, don't you You're think? Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay so reddit r slash gaming this is a real post uh the title of it was halo 5 my son and the real effects of the loss of split screen all right and i just selected a little excerpt my Jared. son wanted to buy halo he's grown up playing split screen halo with me from a young age he wanted to be able to play games with me Halo games, relatively low levels of gore, combined with the inclusion of split-screen couch multiplayer. Thanks for clarification. (laughs) Has meant that they've become a bit of a tradition in our house. So today, he and I went and picked up his Halo 5 order from Best Buy. We got it home, we installed on our Xbox One, and we sat down to get a level of the campaign in before his bedtime. Oh, how sweet. Oh, man. (laughs) Tears. Half an hour later, I've got a heartbroken little boy who doesn't understand why a game company decided to remove the ability for him to play with his dad. Jesus Christ. I got him started on the campaign solo, held him in my lap while he played, and his heart just wasn't in it. He asked if we could just go watch some Netflix together instead. Jesus Christ. Uh, so. <laughs> uh, uh, I just imagine, like, he must imagine Microsoft is just, like, sitting there, like, rubbing their nipples, like, ooh, you can't play Halo with your son? Oh, right, right, it's exactly. a shame. <laughs> yeah. I think <laughs> like, he was obviously just trying to make his point across. I don't think he really. The, the, if you're capable of writing this, I, you know, I, I, he's, he's. I could easily write something this melodramatic. And I right. have in the past but, but about he stuff. wasn't based on his follow up posts and edits and stuff like he he was not he was he was the he is this guy. He is this guy. <laughs> OK, like my reaction to all the Dragon Warrior changes that they those translation issues like, oh, yeah, I went way more melodramatic than that with how they ruined my life. <laughs> yeah, but you were it was always ironic. This is not ironic. This is this is this is serious. <laughs> this is serious business. OK. <laughs> You can just tell by how well punctuated everything is, too. I mean, just little lines like, uh, I love it. Held him in my lap. Uh, Yeah, held him in my lap. I've got a heartbroken little boy who doesn't understand why a game (laughs) company decided. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. I think, yeah, I don't care that much because it's fucking Halo, so fucking get over yourself. (laughs) Once you play a real game with your dad. (laughs) (laughs) To me, it's like, like plot- you fucking tell this little six-year-old off. Get like, out of here, never, At least from what I've seen, you never mentioned the age of the kid. Watch the kids like fucking like seventeen. He's <laughs> <laughs> sitting in his lap crying. crying. He's just like sitting in his dad's lap, like "Daddy, why?" <laughs> no, his voice is crying, "Daddy, why?" 
And of course, you know, all the comments were like in super support. Like, you know, it's got a billion v- upvotes and comments. And first was comment like, was like, my heart goes out to you. <laughs> my Nana has breast cancer and her last wish was to play Halo 5 split screen with me. I feel you. <laughs> it's like, seriously, this my problem is when people take games to this level. Number one, it's just fucking annoying just because it even happens. But number two, it also just creates this... Um, obsessive side of the culture where all of a sudden now you know it's the developer's fault they're terrible how could they possibly do this to my son you know that sort of thing this leads down the path where we're actually at where you know um developers at the drop of a hat get a shit ton of flack and it's you know can just be harassed and it's just in general there's just so much vitriol in the industry and in the culture and this is this is part of it because this lays the foundation for people being just way too fucking out of touch with reality that's yeah. my fucking problem. I think a lot of the times, like complaints like this, make sense because like the, the the bad decisions are coming down from a boardroom and not an actual game designer. But I mean, in this case, it's, it's fucking just, Halo split screen, guys. <laughs> it, it, it's not what he's saying. I agree. Fucking stupid decision, and I'd be pissed if I bought the game. Yeah, and, and it is kind of sad. But I, I'm nowhere but near close te- to writing anything like this. Good God! <laughs> they yeah, didn't I, just decide that people aren't playing split screen though. It's like actual technical reasons they're not doing it. I mean. Well, and the thing is, too, I remember back in the day, I cannot remember the freaking game series. There was a game series where my brother and I played it and it was multiplayer. And then we were really excited because we, we rented the sequel when it came out. And we and for some whatever reason, we couldn't do what we did before. Like we couldn't do the multiplayer. And we didn't freaking like get upset. Oh, my God. How could they do this to us? I will admit that's very inconvenient if you didn't know it at first, though, because like if you do have like a big family that lives under one roof, Split Scream is like a huge game changer. No, I, I like, totally agree. I think it was stupid and I think it was crazy. Um, that Not having it is enough of a reason to not buy the game. So if I bought this game specifically so I could do like split screen with my billions of either children right. or siblings at the house and I didn't have it, I would feel so fucking gypped. Yeah, and probably just take it back. And from what I was reading, GameStop was basically doing um, refunds. Uh, they're giving like $55 for, you know, like the, the top used price gotcha. for it. Which to me is fine. I mean, open the mm-hmm. game and anyway, um, that's that. Let's end on a lighter note. Let's do some <laughs> what you've been playing, bro. What you been playing, bro? What, what you been playing, bro? What, what you been playing, bro? What, what you been playing, bro? What you been playing, bro? So actually, guys, there's a hidden message in that in that. Uh, intro really <laughs> try and find it <laughs> play it backwards play it backwards oh, oh hey don't give any hints i'm sorry <laughs> you, can, you can edit that out oh, so, oh. yeah you have to dig deep to find it though guys just keep digging oh okay. keep digging you just oh. analyze the syllables it's like fucking morse code or something <laughs> hey hey no oh, no oh, jesus you're gonna spoil everything shit okay Jeez. what you been playing alex i've been playing a lot actually because i've been so busy with the tests and I still want to play some form of video game, right? I decided yeah. that I would just play really, really short video games. Yeah. So uh, even though I actually haven't been playing nearly as much as I usually do, the quantity of games I've been playing is much higher. So I've been playing like, <laughs> I started replaying Hato Full Boyfriend because you can do an entire campaign run in like 40 minutes. It's like the one with the birds. or Yeah, it's Pigeon yeah. Dating Simulator. Pigeon I wanted date, yeah. all my alternate endings. <laughs> so I went and started playing that so I could unlock like the apocalyptic mode. Yeah. <laughs> And um, I've been playing Pokemon. I've been playing Grim Fandango. Have you guys ever played that game? 
heard no. a lot about it. It's one of the big titles I haven't played. It's so good. It's like an original LucasArts point-and-click adventure yeah. game. And it takes place in the afterlife where you play a Grim Reaper because it's actually kind of like a career choice. And um, you try and solve a really weird mystery mm-hmm. of like corruption and intrigue. And it's got a really great sense of humor. So I think those have been the biggest for me. But man, Grim Fandango has been a trip lately. Just because um, I'm playing the HD remastered version by Double Fine, but it's still, I mean, they HD remastered the most low poly <laughs> game of yeah. like the mid 90s or something, right? So it's just a huge flashback because the 3D models for the backgrounds are so weird. It's, um, I don't know, it's kind of like in that uncanny valley area where they tried to make the textures look nice because the the number of like polygons is so low. Yeah. And um sense of humor is great. It's definitely one of those things where it has a lot of dirty jokes built into it. Yeah. That are t- supposed to go like totally over kids' heads. Right. Yeah. A lot of those uh that's what I remember about those point and click LucasArts games. Yeah. How to make it appealing for like the parents that were watching their yeah. kids play and the kids <laughs> that were playing, right? So right. <laughs> there are um so many jokes. Like I just um met a female character and she's like having an affair with this random dude who is like the lawyer of her boyfriend. Okay. And um, her, uh, she's talking about her boyfriend, and the main character is like, "Well, what are you gonna do if your boyfriend figure or finds this guy you're having an affair with?" And she's like, "Oh, he won't find him. He's not very good at finding things, if you know what I'm saying." <laughs> <laughs> Classic nineties clitoris joke. (laughs) (laughs) Classic. (laughs) Nice. Yeah, it's been a really good time. Gives me gives me warm feelings. Awesome. Sweet. What you been playing? Jared. Me. I can go. Yeah, what you what you been playing, bro? Warcraft three. I haven't had the stomach to touch Warcraft three since after Cataclysm hit because they just, you know, fuckered up the the old world that I I love so much. I I like that a lot. That phrase, yeah, I'll, I'll take that. Man, yeah, seriously, thank you, Jared. That's, a, that's an old man phrase. <laughs> oh, they, we're, we're, we're gonna bring it back. That's awesome. <laughs> I didn't know it was like so unique. I thought people use it. I thought know. you just made it up on the spot. Yeah, me too. I've heard it before. Everything I do is derivative. <laughs> <laughs> um, Are you yeah. doing Frozen Throne or just Warcraft Three? Sans gonna, Frozen Throne. I'm gonna do all uh, both of them. Nice. I'm 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 up to the uh, halfway through the undead campaign right now, in uh, Reign of Chaos. It's fun. Such a solid game. You know, that, that, as, a, so as, an, as an RTS, it still holds up superbly. In you know this day and age. Yeah, I believe it. I believe it. I didn't like it as far as like um, RTS gameplay goes as much as StarCraft. Oh yeah, no, when no, I was no. Playing it, but I loved the story so much. Yeah, I didn't the, really care. The multiplayer never really thrilled me, mm-hmm. but the the campaign was amazing. I just yeah. didn't really like how much focus there was on the heroes because yeah. I wasn't interested in the heroes. I wanted to. Con- I like um, macro managing. Yeah, mm, yeah. But, I like the heroes and and the macroing. I guess. But I've never liked a campaign more than I liked Frozen Throne. Yeah, they're both really good. They are super really, good. really, 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 really yeah. good. And I so every time I just I, if I get bored of playing vanilla, I'll be like, well, let's go. Revisit some sweet ass lore and play some Warcraft three for a while. So it's between the two. I've just been going back and forth. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Anything else? That's it. That's it. That's all I've been Vanilla playing. Vanilla and Warcraft three. <laughs> <laughs> um, I earlier this year I started playing um, 
Castlevania games that I've played before. Like I played Castlevania three for NES, then two, then one. And then I basically started playing through like all the Castlevanias again. Right. And and, and hitting all the ones I had missed and stuff. Um, And one of the things I wanted to do was play the um, Nintendo DS Castlevania titles. I was just about to mention that the Nintendo DS Castlevania was really solid. Yeah. So there were three of them and they were all kind of different. Um, and so I was just kind of wondering, you know, what's the best one? And, you know, basically what's the best title? What's your favorite? Can you remember oh God, the name? I don't remember the name of it. I, oh, are all of them, um, do they all have that chick protagonist? That was the one that I played. Okay. For so you, you played the one I just played then probably, uh, Order of Ecclesia. Yeah. Ecclesia, right. Ecclesia <laughs> something like that. Um, anyway, there was, uh, also three Game Boy Advance titles and I played one of those so far. Of course I played Symphony of Night and whatnot, but anyway, uh, what do you think of Ecclesia? It was good. It wasn't as good as um, Dawn of Sorrow, but it was good. And the second, the second one, Portrait of Ruin, kind of sucked ass, actually. Oh, bummer. <laughs> um, so there was Dawn of Sorrow. I think was preceded by Dawn of Sorrow was a DS game. It was preceded by Aria of Sorrow on the Game Boy Advance. And um, Jesus, both those games are better than Symphony of the Night. They're both super good games. And oh man. And like the real key is that you um, basically killing enemies allows you to occasionally absorb their power and then use their power essentially. And the more you absorb, the more powerful you become in that particular move. And it's a theme that's kind of carried on to other games in the series. So I just played Order of Ecclesia. I really enjoyed it. But uh, it's now cemented that the Aria of Sorrow and Dawn of Sorrow games are the pinnacle All of, right. the, of the Do Castlevania you- series for me. Do you own like a tangible copy of uh, Dawn of Sorrow or did you download it? Uh, I own a tangible copy. Can I borrow that? Yeah, absolutely. Sweet. Yeah. Because I was thinking about like once I'm done with my Pokemon file, I just go through like another fucking Fire Emblem stint. But yeah. if I can borrow that, I will probably get to that instead. Borrow it. It's amazing. Awesome. Thank right. you, Ben. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> you still need to get a goddamn new Nintendo 3DS. I do. So I can. I mm. actually got the opportunity to buy one last week. Because for my birthday, my mama gave me a fatty Amazon gift card because she felt really bad because she forgot my bur- about my birthday. <laughs> oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, woman, you can forget about my birthday every year if I get an Amazon gift card like this. Yeah. <laughs> so um, <laughs> I was like, what am I going to do with this? And I'm like, holy shit, I can get like two thirds of a new 3DS with this. Yeah. So I'm like this close to getting one but i'm trying again it's the responsibility thing i'm like or you could get the things that you need around the house yeah <laughs> with your amazon gift card what did you do please tell me you got did you already buy the stuff it's still just sitting there because i'm okay. struggling morally with it here's the thing ah. you're gonna have a lot of opportunities in life to buy the stuff you fucking need around the house trust me <laughs> trust me <laughs> but buy. i'm only gonna have one opportunity to buy a new 3ds just Fucking get it. You're going to get it. great advice. Trust me. (laughs) Just get it. Just get it. Just get it. Okay. He would never lead you astray, Alex. No. No, trust me. I think I'm going to get the Happy Home Designer Edition. Oh, that's on sale today for like 160. Really? 170, yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah. That's done. (laughs) I I just saw saw the headline about that. Yeah. I think it is on Amazon, too. Anyway. I was kind of thinking about waiting for like the Black Friday deals because Amazon always does shit like that. Yeah. check, Check the... Amazon. So I'm like, ooh, I'm going to we'll, get like a we'll, we'll $130 new 3DS. Yeah, so that, exactly. Black Friday. If you're looking to buy a console, this is the time. And also new games. New games don't go on sale until they become older and they, you know. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Let's wrap it up. Wrap that up. Wrap, wrap it, up. it up. Anything else you guys want to say? Nay. 
I'll just go on Amazon right now and look at that 3DS. Right now, before we even end the podcast. God. <laughs> Uh, Here's the thing. Like the little, it's like having two fucking devils on your shoulder, and you're like, "Where's the angel?" And then little little Ben and little Jared are like, "There is no angel. <laughs> God is dead." You've, you've learned an important life lesson today. There is no angel. <laughs> <laughs> we have to go now to make Alex buy a 3ds, a new 3ds. Sorry, and uh, we'll be back again sometime. Later, guys. Later.